welcome back to the emergency goalies. Another very good week for the Blackhawks. They went three and zero. Got some help from overtime, but you know that's what the Blackhawks are going to have to do to win games. Probably get to overtime, but yeah, Michael, pretty good results so far. Yeah, you certainly can't complain about three wins. Uh, like you said, it took them a couple of overtimes to get there. I uh, don't really concern myself too much about giving Detroit a point. Uh, Columbus is definitely one of the teams that the Hawks are in competition with for that fourth and final playoff spot in the Central. But, uh, you know, obviously coming away with a win uh, over them, even if even if it was a three-point game, still really, really big for the for the Hawks. And, you know, like you said, they're relying on special teams, which is a very difficult balancing act. Uh, You'd like to see them make a little more hay uh, five on five. But for the time being, they're they're surviving and some would maybe even argue thriving, at least from a confidence standpoint. And so that's a good thing. That's, uh, you know, with, with a young team, it's always important to, to keep them thinking positive. And uh, right now they're kind of in the, uh, we're, we don't, we don't know that we're not supposed to be good. Yes. And uh, I'm sure they're, uh, they're doing it, man. Uh, Lankin and staying, staying strong in net and the, you know, timely goals, not just on the power play, but even some five on five when they really need it, they, they managed to pull it off and the rookies are playing great. Uh, can't complain too much about that. Uh, really my biggest concern at this point is just how mushy kind of the yes. little sixes uh, when it's five on five. Uh, Strom is really struggling right now. Yeah, And it seems to be bringing down his entire line. And Soderbergh was playing pretty well there in the Columbus series, I felt. But these last couple of games against Detroit, I, I, I didn't see him uh, doing very much. And it uh, has kind of led to those, those, those two lines really not contributing much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, the Kane line is still producing – uh, Suter, I thought, has played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Debrinket's playing great. The only issue with that line is Suter's really struggling in the faceoff circle. So the whole team, really. Yeah. Um, when you know, they, if he's forced to take a faceoff, they're generally losing it, and then you know, mm-hmm. Kane's having to chase the puck for the first thirty seconds of his shift, which you know isn't isn't ideal. Um, and you know, the camp line is, is holding up pretty well. I think getting Ryan Carpenter back and this last game will be a help to them. Uh, I wouldn't even mind seeing Brandon Hagel get put back with those two, just to see if we can't get, you know, just, even if it's just a possession monster line, uh, just something to kind of balance out the, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, the five on five play a little bit. Um, but Hey, I mean, they're getting healthy. We got, you know, Carpenter back. Uh, Boquist was back. Walmart was back in the last three games. 
So we've gotten everybody off of the COVID list. Which is good, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we're back at full strength. And it's, you know, it's going to be interesting going forward. They kind of have seven defensemen that they want to play on a regular basis. And so we're seeing Colleton go back to the 11 forward, seven defensemen quite a bit. Which is um, putting pressure on Kane. Because Kane's going to play. He's playing about 20 minutes a game at least generally in those uh, 11-7 games. And, you know, uh, Kane is in fantastic shape, uh, very dedicated player, but... But you still get... He's still old. Getting up there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want to burn him out necessarily at this point in the season, although maybe with the shortened season, he can still hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that must be the... some of the thinking. Yeah. And... With fewer games. That I think so, and I also wonder if you know the uh, Colleton's obviously trying to win every game, and the Blackhawks are certainly trying to make a push for the playoffs. And I think so if they, the uh, mindset is if probably, they slumped, if they I think the mindset's probably it, you know let's make the playoffs. We don't really yeah, need yeah. to worry about a long playoff run. run. You know, we don't, we don't care if Kane isn't, isn't a hundred percent for the finals. Mm-hmm. Cause we're not going to get to the finals. You know, and if there's a losing streak or yeah. something like that, they, they might just be like, off. yeah, we'll back off. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. So, I mean, at this point, you know, they just, they got to ride mm-hmm. this hot streak as long as they can mm-hmm. uh, keep them in the playoff hunt. And then, yeah, I mean, like you said, if if they end up hitting the skids a little bit, they can, they can trade some off. guys. They can back Kane off a little bit, and you know, just go back to focusing on the young players. And you know, the the nice thing is, is we're able to focus on the young players and win at the same time right mm-hmm. now. But you know, the priority is still mm-hmm. win or lose. Let's develop the young guys. And so, uh, how about that? Uh... Kurashev goal. Pretty wow. sweet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That was the, good. The kid's got some pretty uh pretty sick mitts when he uh, uh kind of gets his feet moving like that. And uh, you know, he's been solid at both ends of the ice, I feel like. Um I wouldn't mind seeing him get a little bit more run at center, uh, especially if Strom continues to struggle at some point. I I think you just move Strom to the wing and let Kurashev kind of take mm-hmm. over at center on that line. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty telling, uh, you know, Dylan Strom entered this season as the number, as the de facto number one center, but in that last game against Detroit, uh, he had the lowest mm-hmm. five on five ice time among the, He's forwards. On the fourth line. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and that's, he's just, he's not producing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he does have eight points, but I think half of them have come on the power play. He's mm-hmm. barely scored at five on five and he's not the only one that hasn't scored five on five. I mean, Kubelik hasn't scored five on five. No, it's a, yeah. You know, even it's like Kurashev and those guys, it, it, it's, it's been a tough haul five on five to actually put the puck in the net for the Hawks. And that's probably going to be what, prevents them from making the playoffs but yeah yeah <laughs> you know i can't complain um, so um how about um to he's been great. just completely awesome great yeah i have absolutely no complaints about alex to game 
I think he's actually been probably their most complete forward. I think we talked about that a little bit last week is, mm-hmm. you know, Kane's obviously still got the edge a little bit offensively, but with what Debrinkit's doing on the four check on the back check, um, uh, carrying the puck a little more, uh, which is a good sign. And, you know, he's showing some shiftiness. He's making better passes than he was at the beginning of the year. The first um, few games, I think, I thought he was really struggling with his mm-hmm. passing, especially on the power play, but he's really cleaned that up and he's mm-hmm. just a threat every time he has the puck. And that's a great sign for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, the other, I think, really positive thing in that last game, uh, Adam Boquist came back off of yeah, having COVID and I thought good. he played a really strong game. Uh, Best game I've seen him play. Yeah, he looked very confident out there. He was jumping into plays. He was making some stuff happen. The Blackhawks didn't get a lot of um, prime five-on-five scoring opportunities, but I'd say of the probably half a dozen pretty good ones that they had, I thought Boquist was involved in a couple of them, and that's pretty impressive uh, showing from a guy, you know, coming back from COVID, Mm -hmm. just getting back in the lineup and – uh, yeah, no, I thought that was, I thought that was a very positive sign. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't get uh, pressured very much defensively. Um, I think, you know, they, uh, I wasn't paying too close of attention uh, to how Colleton was deploying him uh, as far as offensive zone, defensive zone starts, that sort of thing. But it seemed like uh, he, he, he was probably sheltering him a little bit, but uh, Hey, when you, when you do get the offensive opportunities as a defenseman uh, like that. And, you know, he, I thought he, I thought he, you know, produced in those. I I was very happy with how that went. And so, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of dressing seven defensemen, but at this point I don't see any reason why the Blackhawks shouldn't. Um, They're just, uh, I wouldn't mind sitting Calvin DeHaan every once in a while, but the yeah. Blackhawks clearly have no intention of doing they, that. Yeah. They're, but, um, they're going to rely on him. They're going to so, showcase him, yeah. Yeah, so if that's the case, I, I think you roll a seven defenseman more often than not, and I don't I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But I think actually, because we talked about this um, our last episode, the young guy, young defenseman in general – or being very aggressive. Yes. It's nice to see that you want to see that, that, you know, as all uh, um, four of those guys, uh, if you include Carlson are fairly offensive minded players, you know, they're all smaller. They're all, you know, more shifty than they are strong. And for me with it's a, when it's a young defenseman like that, um, you know, occasionally they're going to get overwhelmed in the defensive zone. You, you just kind of have to accept that at this stage of their career. But the the deciding factor on whether or not, you know, they're struggling enough where they need to come out of the lineup is if they're not asserting themselves offensively, because that's what's going to be the strength of their game at this point in their careers. And so, you know, like I said, that was a positive that we saw from Boquist in that last game. Baudens continued to play pretty well offensively. Mitchell's making great 
passes and some great decisions starting to jump in. You know, he, he still flashes here and there. Uh, just, I, I think he's being really smart about it. And then Carlson isn't very flashy, uh, but he sees the ice pretty well. Uh, he can't really skate quite as well as the other three. So there's plays that he's just not able to, to make that they, that they can make, but uh, just, I think, I think he's been playing pretty smart and he's of, of the, the four of them. I mean, obviously he's the oldest, but um, I think he's probably along with Mitchell kind of the most responsible defensively. So, Hey, uh, I, I can't complain about any of those four right now. If, if they play like they did in that, that last Detroit game, uh, the, the Blackhawks are going to be in pretty good shape going yes. forward. So as we talked about the last episode, the Blackhawks got this, you'd call the soft spot in their schedule and they've cleaned up in it. Very good yeah. to see. Yeah. But, they... um, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's going to get a little harder now, but they took advantage of the games they needed to take advantage of. And that's what you want to see. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they do have the challenge of being in the midst of a, you know, of a long road trip here, but you know, they got off to the great start with two wins, even though they didn't necessarily play their best hockey, but you know, you come away with two wins, even if they only kind of split these two games against Carolina and two against Columbus, or even if they only go one and three or one, two and one or something like that, you've already got those two wins pocketed against Detroit. So you're in pretty good shape to at least come away with a 500 road trip. And that's that, you know, that's going to help them tremendously as they try and make a push for the playoffs. Uh, Cause then after that, you know, just kind of looking ahead, they do get to come back home and they get two more games against Detroit which is going to be huge. Uh, they really are going to need to uh, win those two games or at least come away with three points out of those because then the schedule just gets brutal. Tampa, Dallas, Florida, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> That's, the, you know, it's like four or five straight series where they're going to be playing those top three teams in the division. And so they have just got to rack up some points now because it's just going to be it's going to be hard to stay to, to maintain any kind of streak uh, once that schedule kind of uh, hits in in March so February yep. is the time this is this is the time they got to make the push exactly and of course at, I know there's all this stuff about you know second place and all that stuff and it's like well yes but remember that these teams all have games in yeah. And due to COVID. So right. That will no, be I, I mean, Tampa is clearly the best team in the division, even though I think Florida actually has the better record right now, but mm-hmm. end of the day, or, you know, I should say end of the day, end of the season. Um, I think Tampa Dallas and with the way Florida has been playing in the way that they've uh, kind of racked up some points early. I think it's pretty safe to assume that those three teams are going to make the playoffs out of the division. And, and yeah, yeah. with the way that the, the uh, NHL is set up this year, there's going to be four playoff teams from each division. So you're really, or uh, I'm sorry. And uh, not uh, um, so Dallas uh, and then, you know, the, the, the Blackhawks main competition for that fourth, 
playoff spot's going to be Carolina, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, and I think Carolina does have a couple of games in hand against the Blackhawks yeah. right now. Um, but, you know, you also can't count out Columbus necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they've still got pretty good goaltending. And, you know, if they can get a little bit of consistent offense from like Patrick Line and um, if Roslovic continues to play pretty well as a center for them, they can hang in there. And so, you know, it's still going to be really tough sledding for the Hawks. I mean, yes. those, those, those three teams plus Carolina, that's, that's pretty tough competition. They definitely have more mm -hmm. um, talent than the Blackhawks or at least more experienced talent than the Blackhawks do. So now they, they kept winning at this rate. Yeah. They get in, but yep, that's a tall order. That's yeah. Like I said, uh, the the schedule just turns brutal in March. So they've they've yeah. really really got to uh, continue to play well right now, and uh, then you know we'll just we'll see. I mean, maybe one of those other teams will get struck by injuries the way that the Blackhawks mm -hmm. have been. And maybe they won't respond as well as the Hawks have. I mean, you know, I don't, I, you know, if any one of those other teams have been playing without their top two centermen, yes. Uh, you know, I think Tampa could probably still handle it. Tampa but, could, you know, but... I mean, you took, you take Barkov no. out of Florida. They're not playing this well. Um, you know, same goes with Dallas. I, I just, it's, it's pretty amazing what the Blackhawks are doing and sure they're getting propped up by goaltending and special teams, mm -hmm. but hey they're still winning and that's they're right. competing that's the big thing they're hanging in there yeah yep they are they're a tough team to play against with the way that they're they're skating and you know no team wants to uh commit penalties against them right now mm -hmm. it's just yeah eh, you just gotta hope that they can keep it up and hope the the power play continues to pull through for them Yep, exactly. So I don't know if I've got much else to do. You no, have anything else to add? I, I don't think so. I mean, other than maybe congratulations to Kevin Lankinen on his That's first right. career shutout. I mean, the kid's been playing great. Uh, Subban has solid, uh, yeah. you know, obviously been pretty solid. I'm, I'm not a fan of his rebound control, but no. hey, <laughs> it's working for now. And you know, it's, it, what, what it, was um? Did you say uh, Anthony Niemi? Yes, yeah. I, I, he uh, his way of controlling rebounds is reminding me quite a bit of Anthony Niemi when he first came up um, in 2010 for the uh, uh, you know just before the the playoffs that year, where mm -hmm. Niemi was just like, there's no rebound pucks did not stick to him at all. He actually yes. seemed to take the uh, um, route of I'm going to try and kick these rebounds out as hard and as far as I can away from me. And, you know, the Blackhawks had the defensive core that, that could clean yeah. up second chance opportunities. And so it wasn't that big of a deal. I, Niemi was only asked to make the first stop. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, that worked out. That's for what a I great used to, team. Um, used to call him the, um, the pinball machine. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, Subban's kind of playing the same way. Obviously the Blackhawks defensive core is not exactly the same so, as they yeah. had back then. So I'm not sure that this is sustainable, but yes. 
at least for now it's working. And I, I will say in this last game, uh, as the game went along, uh, a few more pucks started to stick to him a little bit. And so maybe that's kind of a sign that he's starting to kind of settle in a little bit. Um, but there are also hey. some, some um, let's be fair. If this wasn't the Red Wings, some of those chances would have uh, yeah. found the back of the net. Yeah, you know, um, the, you know, the, the Hawks did not play well in the first game against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, a pretty poor effort from, from the team, but, you know, they got away with it. They came away with points in overtime. Uh, Colleton was certainly not happy with the effort. No, no. And I can't, I can't fault him in that because it was, it was a bad game. Uh, this last game, um, I thought a couple of the lines played pretty well. Like I said, yeah, the yeah. second and the third line, not I wasn't happy with, uh, but I thought the defenseman played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And um, that, you yeah. know, uh, you can you can get away with kind of conserving some energy maybe against Detroit mm-hmm. with uh, maybe looking ahead to uh, you know this next series. Yes, yes. Uh, against Carolina, who skates fantastically, and you got. It's back-to-back Friday, Saturday. So maybe back of their mind, they're thinking, oh, we got to conserve a little energy for that yeah. that series. And so I, I think that'll be a big test. How well are the Blackhawks yes. going to come out and skate How are they gonna look? on Friday? Because if they come out like they did that first game against Detroit, they're gonna get where they got – I mean, Detroit buried them for the first 10 minutes of that game. Yes, yes. If, that's, if they do that against Carolina – Carolina can finish. Carolina is going to be up four to nothing after yes, the first yes. 10 minutes. Yeah. So that that's going to be the test. All right. So um, I'm SDH 85 on Twitter MJ underscore Ernst. Yep. And the Apple podcast app, you know, rate and review us. We love those rate and reviews. And until next episode, thank you for listening and go Hawks. <laughs>